On this episode of Sessions, we chat with Christina and Maggie, founder and community director of Jig Plus Saw, a creative community space for entrepreneurial women in downtown Los Angeles. Tune in as we chat about the space's origin and history, the importance of building community amongst strangers, and why it's important to hustle instead of just work. I am really excited to be sat here today with two lovely ladies, Christina Tapasio, who's the founder of Jig and Saw, and Maggie Saunders, who's the event coordinator. And Jig and Saw is a really incredible uh, co-working space for women based in downtown LA, but has kind of had um, a lifeline beyond this current home and kind of focused on a pop-up type environment. Um, And so I'm really excited to just kind of learn more about what um, fostered this concept and really the idea of co-working and the importance of community and cultivation, especially with women here, here. Yes. I know. Very <laughs> <exciting>. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you guys here. Um, before we dive into the, you know, nuts and bolts, I have to ask a few riff questions. Great. I love riffing. What are you watching on Netflix slash Hulu slash HBO right now? Handmaid's Tale. Ooh, I need to watch that. Mm -hmm. It's good. So good. Um, I was watching Divorce Mm -hmm. uh, on HBO. Phased out for me. Yeah. Yeah. A little too dramatic, I would say. Yeah. I haven't seen that. But I I did catch up last weekend on the last girls season. And I have a very love-hate relationship with that show. But the last season, I feel like they finally made all the characters actual like deep People. characters women that you would want to watch right. and there's some really interesting interactions yeah um, yeah it was an were, interesting were refreshing. season yeah i think the last season is always tough but it yeah. was yeah there was some good meat in that one mm-hmm. that's Definitely. awesome okay you can go anywhere for a two week vacation and money doesn't matter where do you go santorini the Amalfi Coast. Oh, yes. I'm, like, dying to leave my partner and go to the Amalfi Coast and live with someone's grandma and learn how to make (laughs) pasta. That's, like, it's on my list of things to do. I love that. And it's not, like, two weeks. It's, like, a summer. Pasta, I learned to make pasta, and I got a pasta maker, and it's it's very soothing. It's also actually very easy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, I I haven't, like, 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 made ravioli, let's be real, but, like, you know, (laughs) spaghetti. Yeah. Like, yeah, no fusilli or anything. Yeah, don't get crazy. Yeah, Uh, I think for me, it would definitely be Bali. Just the ocean is my spot, it's where I go to remember I'm really tiny and really important all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And just to go and spend time, no phones, no computers, lots of books, like just literally laying in the sand. There will have to be a lot of sunscreen, very pale. Yeah, just, just getting back to waking up with the sun. Yeah, on the earth. And yeah. what's, um, what's your comfort food? We actually just talked about this the other day. Uh, for me, it's macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. 
not the baked kind, the like mushy, gushy, really cheesy kind. Which is very kind. specific. Very okay. specific. Yes. yes. Um, mine is mashed potatoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, any form of potato, but we just had tender greens uh, delivered uh, lunch for everybody who's co-working currently. And they have like three large things of mashed potatoes that I did take one of them. And yeah. I ate it all yesterday. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't go to waste. It was so incredible. delicious. Yeah. What is yours? I want to know. My comfort food yeah. is pasta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, um, so Italian, so it's like in my blood. Yeah. Are you That's also why I drink a lot of wine, I say. I'm like, eh, yeah, I have to. It's yeah. part of the, yeah, yeah. the it's culture. Part of the DNA. water. Yeah. Basically. It's like keeping me healthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, cool. So let's kind of dive in. Um, I'd love to know, you know, Christina, like as the founder, what were you doing in lead up to Jigginsaw? What fostered the idea where did you see a need like I just want to know like what's the trajectory and then what are you creating right now loaded question I know I was like Um, here's 17 (laughs) questions in one (laughs) answer go 30 seconds yeah um well so I moved to New York and I was 22 going on 23 and I worked at a co-working space at a startup and it was like six of us at a table it was just my boss and I and then other companies. And there was this thought process in my mind of like, how cool is it that we, if, if we need developer work, we are building a you know, web-based product that we can just reach out to somebody that was at that table. Or if I needed marketing support, I had this person to my right. Um, and now granted, that was, you know, almost 10 years ago. So having that Having that like ingrained in me as like a young person was really exciting. But what was I going to do then? I don't know. Um, I just knew that I liked that collaboration aspect. Um, and then working my way up in kind of, kind of like the marketing world. Um, but having been a content creator back in 2008, all the way up to this year, um, I shut down the site and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think building that community when it wasn't about money was also a really cool thing. So I like, had this like niche community, and then I had this experience of being in a co-working space and like what that could facilitate, Um, but also didn't know what to do with it at the time. So then I moved to LA and I started working for a company um, and we worked with just mainly women and all of them were wonderful, but they had no community, no sense of community. In fact, that's what we were trying to provide, but didn't really nail it. And I was like, how can we get all these women in support and feel like they're educated to know how to handle their contracts and not have to hire someone to handle that um, and know how to approach their business um, professionally and not just like, I don't know, ask my manager. Um, so having like that knowledge kind of set in place, I left that job um, and decided to just kind of wing it. I had no idea how I was going to do it, but put together a pitch deck um, for like maybe two and a half months, um, did my research about co-working and went into just pitch investment, failed miserably like three times. Mm, um, why? Tell me what, what made it. Well, now, like now I know. <clears throat> well, originally I pitched a bunch of guys. So, um, back then there was only, there was only like the main co-working companies and then there was a couple of niche ones. And having done the research, they said that it's an emotional concept to have a female-only space. Um, That's not practical. You need to have a space for everybody, which is hilarious to me because it's literally in existence already. Um, And then maybe like 
much a year later, the wing opens. Mm -hmm. So it just shows that there was a need. I was just a little too early and a little too uneducated to know how to speak to the future of it. Um, and also I was really green, super, super green. I had no idea how to put together a trajectory that made sense. It was just like, this is my vision and like, fingers crossed it works. And I yeah. think that that, you know, is scary for anybody trying to take investment. So um, having had that kind of, I would say success and like a marker for me, okay, like now I know what I want it to be, but those are not the people that I want to play in my park. So um, I had my first kind of teammate join uh, Asherina and then Maggie, um, and we just sat in my living room and figured out like what we were going to do with this information we had, um, how are we going to build something out of nothing, and also like I make no dollars and they made no dollars, and so right. how are we going to do it? And um, in February of mm -hmm. 2016, yeah, uh, we started planning the first event. And originally, it was like a three-day bazaar of like education and career focus, and like how do we get these women empowered? And I remember thinking like, oh, the word empowerment was like driving me crazy. Like they're already empowered. It's like right. how how do we put you in power? Um, so we took the concept, scaled it down from three days to like a day and we had our first event on May 16th had 80 women show up on a Monday mm -hmm. and they stayed all day um, participating in the workshops office hours where they met with professionals and asked them about contracts and PR and um, and legal and um, and then kind of like watching that success we started to do these pop-up events where we would do a talk circle and we just sat in a room in a circle and talked about things that were important and then I got scared. I got super scared. I was like, I have to go back to work because I don't know what I'm doing. I know that I have an idea, um, but it wasn't practical for me to build something and have a team in place, and I had no vision. So I think after the summer, we kind of packed it up and you know said our, like, see you laters, and I went back to work. Mm -hmm. um, and then being back to work sucked. Right. Um, and having that like pressure, feeling like I'm building something for someone yet again and I'm not building my vision and I'm smart. I know how to do this. I'm just scared. So um, we got the opportunity to actually go full scale. And so we popped up at the row and that was a two week turnaround. So I got the news December 16th while it's in the Bay Area and um, I saw the space when we came back, and we had to build it out for our February 1st launch. And Maggie and Asherina came down, my boyfriend came, my dad came, and we just made it kind of happen. And originally, it was like, this is going to be a co-working space. This works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think we always think that we can take the idea of somebody else's and, like, parlay it onto another community. And co-working in its current existence just didn't work for us. And I think that we expected, I remember we had mm -hmm. like 40 women come in during free week. And I was like, great, they're going to sit at these tables and they're going to just be like, are you a photographer? Great, I'm going to hire you to do my project. Mm -hmm. And I would just expected this like instantaneous, we're going to collab. And both Maggie and I kind of sat there like, no one's talking. No one's doing anything. What do we do? Should we talk? Yeah. Do we introduce people? And I think that, so the, the idea that I had just wasn't going to work that way. 
So we kind of backtracked and we said we need to take a moment to figure out. But every week we were pivoting. Like, okay, we're going to change it this way. Oh, no, we're going to add these things here. Oh, no, we're going to make these things happen here. And I think all of that helped us create what we have today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how we facilitate is um, a couple different platforms, um, but mostly in education and resource. Um, what women really want to do is learn and feel like they have a support system because we do feel so alone. And when we walk into a room, we feel totally not included and we feel like who's going to have our back and who's going to support my idea or no one is. And so I'm not, I'm tapped out. I don't want to be present here, but I'm going to show up. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't, we as a company don't want to create that culture. So we started a thing called track. And it's a four-week program where you're, like, dedicating one day to your business. You show up from 11 to 4, and you get as much resource and education and community as possible. And we facilitate that through, like, an entire schedule for the day. Um, but what we saw was not only just a return. So people who did the first track have are now still in our May track. We're in yeah. May. We're in mm-hmm. May. We're in May. <laughs> um, and just seeing that return, I think it's been so helpful for us because we're clearly setting them up for not just success in monetary value, but also in community value. So how would you define your community? Like who are the types of women that are coming to Jigginsaw? So we have a huge range of women from women who just quit their job or from women who have been in business for an incredibly long time, 10 plus years. Um, which I see as a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the times we're seeing people who, or women specifically, who need, who just need community in what they're about to start now. So everybody's starting something. It may mm-hmm. be starting the new iteration of a business that's lived for a long time, or it may be starting something that's never existed, or just starting a new path in life, like a new mom and an entrepreneur. How do I do that? How do I have someone in my corner to help me learn how to do this or to give me resources. So it's been really exciting in that way because it's women who are in different points, but they all have similar questions and similar needs. Mm -hmm. And it feels so nice to not have the exact same experience as those around you, but have similar feelings and be able to talk about that and work through them. And for people who have done business for longer to be able to talk to the other women in the room who haven't and give them advice and say what they would have done, but then also get a new point of view from those who are just starting how things work now, maybe actual resources as in what new apps should I be using to market my product Mm -hmm. or um, just new connections and a younger generation or a newer generation. Mm -hmm. And just to play devil's advocate why only women sure Mm -hmm. so I think you know I think we can all agree that men have a place for the most part they have a place um, in the professional space and it's not like we're saying we're anti-man or anti-growth in men I think what we're trying to say is that women have a specific way in growing their business in fact we have a member right now who has a business with her husband and they've been in business now for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. And every time we guide her through something, my husband doesn't like that. No, he should, we can't do that. He would hate Mm -hmm. that. And we see that a lot of women feel suppressed, whether male colleagues or male counterparts, 
to go and create action. So if we can give them a safe space to go and create action on their own, away from distraction or away from competition or away from feeling like I don't have a voice here at this table, I think it's important that we give them that space to think that way mm-hmm. um, and create that confidence. Um, but also like women are just, they, they're able to create that community organically. And it isn't about um, dollars and cents and who went where and, um, you know, it, it, it's really just about how can I support you and how can I be a part of your mission? Um, and I, you can't really do that in not only a co-ed space, but also just a male-dominated space. And I think we've also really seen that with the women we've been with, the conversation changes a bit from the more the current jargon of like it of almost aggression in business, like work harder, do more, you have to be the best, be on top, and more of the feminine is coming out in our conversations of how can we support and bring together and collaborate mm-hmm. and slow down, but still be incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. I think the markers for success for women are a little different. And it's not that we don't want everything that men have. It's just maybe we want to do it a totally different way. Mm-hmm. And so we want to create a space where a woman can feel comfortable living either of those. If you want to be super intense and into it, go for it. If that's really you. But if you want to be slower and ask for help and take a moment or live through the emotions you're having about your business, also go for it. There's no reason not to. Yeah. And that kind of ties into, I mean, you guys kind of stand for like a kind of note on your site that says we don't believe in work, we believe in hustle. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of elaborate on, on that? Yeah, sure. So I think um, it it stems from my professional experience, my work experience of like, you need to work harder. You're not working hard enough. And just the term work made me feel like you're grinding in the ground for what and what is our purpose and how, how does work make me better than my colleagues or give me an accolades or, you know, give me a promotion. Whereas hustle for me just felt like I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. And it's just a shift in mindset. I think when we thought about how people work, it's like there's too much of a system around it and how people work. You clock in, you do your work, you clock out, and then you're done. And I think with hustle, there is no boundary. Um, so if you only work three days in a week and it's four hours a day, like that's your hustle and that's perfect versus it being like, well, because society says I come in on Monday and I leave on Fridays and it's nine and five or six and then that's how, that's how I work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're learning even how other women are working, um, in like their day to day that it is truly a hustle because they decide like one woman just works on Sundays and everything else is hers to play with. Um, and I think that's important. It doesn't make you less of a success story or less than your colleagues. It just makes you, you've decided like how you're going to function in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And I think it leaves a little room for innovation, like mm-hmm. how you want to do it. And that's something that Jigsaw is about in figuring out how does it work for you instead of trying to force you into the box how everybody else said you're supposed to get your work done or you're supposed to be successful or you're supposed to have a family and be a boss, whatever it is. It's look at how you work best and then do it that way, no matter what anyone else does. Male counterparts, female counterparts, whatever. And 
I think that hustle, that word just implies that more for us than work does. Work mm-hmm. feels like checking off a to-do list. Yeah. Hustle feels like making dreams happen. Yeah. However you make them happen. Right? Yeah. You know. Where did the name Jigsaw come from? <clears throat> so um pretty, you know, simple, a jigsaw puzzle. Um it comes from the idea that you as a singular person piece is great. It looks really cool. It's very interesting. There's something going on here. But when you add collaboration and community, you build something bigger and better than just yourself. And that's what we, I mean, myself, Maggie, our team felt was missing, was that we alone just weren't enough to make it feel like this is something that I'm contributing. Um, And so it goes back to like, once you put that puzzle piece in place, it becomes this masterpiece and we did it all together. So it's awesome. corny and it's great. No, it's not. <laughs> I love it. I think I've always loved awesome. it. Um, what do you see this community looking like, like one year from now to five years from now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things I think that we learned is that we are redefining what co-working looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not your standard um come to a communal desk, put your laptop and your headphones in, and get some work done. I think there's far more uh, involved. And so what we want to facilitate is that co-working should be a free resource. Mm-hmm. And it should be a part of how um, you create a business and or how you handle clients or how you, um, you know, you may work for Netflix, but they give you some time to, like, work at home, so you mm-hmm. do it at Jigsaw. So, um we're trying to do our best to redefine how that feels and looks. Uh, so there's a big vision for it. Um, and what we want to facilitate is that we provide everything you could possibly need from PR to legal to financial to marketing, plus actual actual physical resources, um, that all you have to do is create something. So I think for a lot of women, we make the excuse of, well, I don't have a computer so I can't really like work on a website or I don't have the latest software so like I can't really do Photoshop or I don't have a camera so I can't really do like content creation for clients and so we always allow the excuse to stop us um and so if we can provide that for you you really don't have an excuse anymore and we want to create that success um with one another and not feel like well I'm all alone so I'm just going to be like upset about that mm-hmm. and not push myself further to create. Yeah. yeah. So do you see the women in your community kind of using the space as, as you've kind of coined it, as like a launch pad? And then at some point they do move on and out because they've, for lack of a better reference, got it all figured out? Or is there longevity in the kind of programming that you're looking to create so that people never have to leave? Until so, they have like, you know, 25 person teams and it's right, right, right. no space. Yeah. Um, so I think it, you know, it's funny because we didn't set out to be this educational platform, but I think because women instinctively like to learn, I think that we can pretty much have some lifers in there mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, I always want to know what's happening and I want to know what the community is working on because that's how I learn to expand my business. So I think that we have the potential to have them always, but our kind of avenue is to raise them up. So mm-hmm. once you're kind of done with like that co-working environment, you get an office mm-hmm. and you get a large office and then you take a floor. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the idea is literally to give them everything. So if like you're ready to have a 50 person team, great, you're gonna have it in Jigsaw, you're just on the fourth floor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we never want them to feel like, okay, so now I'm departing and I don't know what to do when I leave these doors. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what scares a lot of people is like not having that sense of community who's got your back that whole way through. So we kind of look at it like it's school. I mean, in fact, people come like they they, they feel like they're coming to school mm -hmm. right. and that excitement that you kind of feel on your first day. Um, so we want that to always kind of be the feeling that like once you walk in, we're ready for you. What yeah. do you need? Yeah. And something we've really focused on with our events that we currently do and the events we're planning out for the future is that we do want every woman to feel welcome. So if you do work a full-time job and you love it and you work from that office, but you still want a sense of community for the jewelry line that you're starting on the side, but you know you genuinely don't want to take full-time, there are nighttime events for that. There are weekend events. There's a place for everyone, for people who don't know what they're doing, know exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then even our members now, like Christina was saying, our track members are you know, entering their third month of track. And we very much see them being with us for the long run and supporting, you know, one of them just launched her swimwear line. One of them is coming out with a new... Um, dress collection. One of them is starting a totally new endeavor, actually doing a podcast herself. And in three months, they're in a completely different place. And we don't know where they could have been, but we like to think we can keep helping them accelerate mm -hmm. at that rate if it feels good to them. Yeah. And so in our future vision of Jigsaw, we want to always have that as a core perspective for events, how are we supporting everyone yeah. as best we can? Yeah, cool. And so just to like bring it back quickly to the finance question, because that's always mm -hmm. a big, you know, question mark for a lot of people. Did you end up raising capital or did you end up figuring out how to do it on your own? Uh, no. <laughs> um, when we got offered the space, I had about $2,000 in savings. Uh, and so we took that $2,000 and like maybe got a couple of desks and some chairs. And yeah. I was like, cool, so this isn't going to feel shit. Yeah. Um, so I ended up texting about 25 to 30 friends. And I was like, I've got to bring my vulnerability like to the forefront. If I'm going to be asking women to trust me, I have to trust that people have my back too. Mm -hmm. So I asked them like, hey, can you Venmo me 20 bucks? I like, I need to get this off the ground. I've got to get this going. Now, granted, more people provided more than $20, um, but that is what got off the ground. And I think in total, we spent like 4,400 and some change to like get it open and ready. Um, but it's a growing process. I mean, we're still in the red, like it's not like it's, we're thriving and that's okay mm -hmm. because this is a place for us to learn and to pivot and make changes because there's no permanency here. Mm -hmm. Um, we can like shut down doors today and be a pop-up and that's simply what we are or we're a digital platform and that's what we are mm -hmm. there's no like um, there's no reason why we need to be so permanent because people are asking us to come to Austin come to Seattle come to Chicago come to New Orleans and so mm -hmm. that really kind mm -hmm. of moves us to know all right so we're not only a resource for just this little little town called LA but we're also a resource for every other woman that mm -hmm. wants to have that community mm -hmm. cool and do you see this being forever an in-person community or do you see mm -hmm. an online mm -hmm. portal? Uh, the online thing is really where we're putting a lot of attention. Now, granted, in-person is my like heart focus because 
it was online for over a decade mm -hmm. and my community was only online and those emails are just they're not as intimate as like that one-on-one -on -one experience um so we'll always have that in-person component will it always stay in la i don't know i feel like it could easily be elsewhere yeah. um but i also believe that if you live in new orleans you shouldn't have to go to a coastal city to find success i really believe that and i think that not a lot not enough women get accolade for creating their photography business in new orleans mm -hmm. and like no one knows about it why Mm -hmm. So we want to figure out how to support her so that she doesn't have to move and she can stay in her community and find success. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. It's obviously super inspiring and it's amazing for anyone, you know, man or woman to have a place where they can be cultivated mm -hmm. Yeah, and Thank focus you. on like being around really awesome people and being inspired by that. That's, if anything, I think it's just such a huge value in and of itself, yeah. you know? Um, so to just kind of bundle this up and put a bow on it, uh, if you were to pursue anything else mm -hmm. in your career, what would it be? You know, it's funny. I've always wanted to be a dancer. I'm horrible at it, but I would like, I've seen some good moves. <laughs> Thanks, I don't believe That's her. a good one. Yeah. I just, I think it'd be Vanessa. so great to like go on tour. Totally. Yes. That's a good one. I just want like all the props and the hair and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, just like, and just belly shirts one day, and baggy we'll jeans. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Flexibility for me. I'm like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Flexible. That would be amazing. I think I would be, um, probably, probably a comedian, like a full-time comedian. Cause that's what I did. That's what I've done for years. Yeah. Improv, you know, while I work, wow. but to make that the full-time thing, just cause if you can make people laugh for that split second, they forget about everything they're yeah. worried about. That's and so amazing. the more of that, the better. And so, you are funny. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but at Jigsaw, I make a lot of jokes. So I guess I kind of get it in. Yeah. But that would definitely be it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy building a business, which is awesome, Thank and helping you. other women do it as well. Um, do you want to plug your socials for Jigsaw so yeah, that our listeners definitely. know where to find you? Yeah. Um, so you can find us at jigplussaw.com. That's P-L-U-S. And on all socials, it's J-I-G-P-L-U-S-S-A-W. Jigplussaw. Jigplussaw. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, and again, you're listening to Sessions. You can follow along um, at the at Shapeshift Report. And also be sure to check out our most recent issue, which has a lot of great um, insight and uh, thought leadership that we know you'll enjoy. Thank you guys so much. Bye.